0: Welcome, Cathedral of Faith, let's all stand our feet. It's time to worship the Lord. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: There is a river where goodness flows. There is a fountain that drowns sorrow. There is an ocean. Deeper than fear, the tide is rising, rising. We sing together, come on. There is a current
0: Somebody shout praise unto our God. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. We love you, God. God, as we gather, we pray, Lord, that your spirit would fill the room. We're so honored that we get to stand in your presence. Thank you for the grace and the mercy upon all of our lives to stand in your presence. We worship you. We honor you. We call upon the name of the Lord and all of God's people shouted, amen and amen. Let's worship it.
1: Here I lay my burdens down. Lose my worries in your love. Casting every care on you. Can presence Lord in your presence Lord Yeah We're in your presence Lord yeah. Cause we're in the presence
0: moment, we invite you one more time, just to extend your hands to the heavens. Nothing's more important than his presence. Nothing is more important than his presence. And God, as we stand here with our hands lifted toward the heavens, we pray that you would enter into our hearts, into our souls, into our situations, and we pray that you would come and do what you do. Would you heal the brokenhearted, Would you remove all fear? Would you replace it with hope and inspiration? God, everywhere we look, we hear it, we see it. Chaos, fear, run for cover. But God, we want to stand in your presence. We want to stand in your presence, God and teach us, Lord, once again, that perfect love casts out all fear, all fear. We don't want to fear what tomorrow may bring because we know who holds our tomorrow. So, Father, we love you, and we pray, Lord, that as we continue in this gathering, Lord, that you would speak life. We pray that you would heal. We pray that you would restore and recover. God, we pray that you would redeem and reconcile unto yourself. We love you, we bless you, and we shout your praise in the sanctuary. And all of God's people shouted, amen and amen. Come on, one more time. How about a release of praise and Thanksgiving? Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God is good. And all the time. Well, welcome everybody this is a cathedral of faith where everyone's welcome nobody's perfect the love is lived out, and everything is because we are in the presence of the lord i want you to hear that one more time anything is possible because we're in the presence of the lord it's not possible because we sing a great song or we have a great sound system or we're going to hear a great message it's because we're in the presence of the one who holds all power and authority in his hand. We're in the presence of the Lord. And before you're seated, one more time. Come on, just release a few moments. Let everything that hath breath, let everything that hath breath. Come on, praise ye the Lord. Praise him for the breath of life. Praise him for the grace of the moments. Praise him for the hope of the future. We thank you, Lord. Go ahead and point to somebody you've never seen before and tell him we are in his presence.
2: Hello, Cathedral friends and family. We've got some exciting things coming up. Here's what's going on. First off, if you're new around here, welcome. Don't be shy, go ahead and take out your phone, scan the QR code on the screen, text the number, or see one of our team members. We would love to get to know you a little bit better, as well as share with you a little bit more about our church family. Well, for the entire month of June, we're partnering with Silicon Valley Safe Park. Our parking lot will be providing a safe place for those who are homeless to park and sleep in their cars. We have many opportunities available to volunteer throughout the entire month of June. So if you would like to volunteer, please contact the church office. Well, it is graduation season and we would love to honor all of our high school and college graduates on Sunday, June 12th. To get more information and to sign up and take part, you can email info at cathedraloffaith.org. Way to go class of 2022. On Saturday, June 18th, we're having a paint night right outside in our amphitheater. There's no experience necessary for you to paint your very own masterpiece. You can sign up by visiting our website, cathedraloffaith.org events. As always, to find out what's happening here at the church, you can follow us on social media, check out the church website, or give us a call at the church office. Have a great weekend.
3: Well, good morning, Cathedral family. Good morning, Paul and Julie. Morning, Jackie. Morning, Al. Morning, Dave and Jane and Jessica. It's great to have you guys here. Hey, out there in the amphitheater, it's great to have you here today. Ralph and Deborah, Hi to you. Phil and Janice, good to see you guys. And then out there in the amphitheater, Jacob and Carl and Leslie, we've got people all over. In fact, in the foyer, Hey, Melissa, Michaela, good to see you guys. And online, it's great to have you here with us too. Hey to Carmela and Patricia and Catherine and Liz in Arizona. People all over are gathering in this moment in one mind, in one spirit to worship the Lord. Amen? Amen. So thanks for being here wherever you are. It's great to be in the house of the Lord. You know, whatever battle you're facing, God says, I've got you covered. Whatever you're desperate for, God says, I can handle this. In fact, the scripture says, when we call, he runs to us. And on the other hand, I hope when you have an issue, you know to run to God. Amen. Amen. Well, speaking of running, coming up on July 2nd. Stars and Strides Run will be happening downtown San Jose, sponsored by Bloom Energy Group. They are going to put this on to help support and encourage frontline workers, and we are hoping a Cathedral of Faith put together at least 50 of us who will go out there and run that race and have a great time. Cathedral faith isn't just a place to be spiritually healthy and emotionally healthy. It's a place to be physically healthy as well. So to help you out with that, starting this coming Saturday, for all four Saturdays in June, we're going to have Cathedral Strong. And here's how it's going to work. You'll come out here. We've got a team from our Cathedral Strong group that's going to be out there. I'll be out there with you at nine o'clock. We'll do a little warm up. And then, you know, you, you don't have to run in this thing. You can walk, you can saunter. I just saw somebody between services who's on a walker and they said, I'm going to do it with my walker. So you can do a a stroller, you can saunter, you can dance, you can do whatever you want. But we encourage you to come out at 9 o'clock on Saturday mornings. We'll be out there to warm up. We'll either walk or run around the campus and encourage each other. And then we'll have some tips on how to keep being healthy uh, physically. And if you'd like to be part of that, after service, Pastor Amel will be out in the amphitheater. You can sign up for that Saturday training. You can go online to sign up for the race. And we actually get a discount through Bloom Energy. Uh, the code is Cathedral of Faith, one word. You put that in and you'll actually be able to, to be part of this great moment for us to bless our community. As well as you be blessed by maybe even losing a few pounds. How about that? We're here for you Cathedral of Faith in every area. Well talk about keeping our community healthy. One of the ways in which Cathedral has done this so well is through our reaching out ministry. Each week giving out food to thousands of families so they can eat healthy wholesome meals and be blessed. We know here that the heartbeat of our church is we've been blessed to be a blessing and we're going to take a few moments to celebrate that and celebrate gifts. You are a gift to cathedral and I'm thankful for you, whether you're online or here on campus, thank you for the gift you are. But I want you to join me in welcoming five gifts at our church family, Pastor Ken and Kurt, Pastor Mike and Jim and Judy Gallagher. Let's welcome them as they come.
4: Well, good morning, Cathedral of Faith. Isn't it a beautiful day to be in the house of the Lord? Yes. Well, we have some family news to share with you what God is doing here at Cathedral. And, uh, yeah, so Pastor Jim, wow, what a blessing Pastor Jim has been to this church family. Amen. And the whole Gallagher family. So, two months ago, Pastor Jim came and sat in my office on a Friday and uh, he sat in the chair and he looked up. He had big wells of tears in his eyes, and he said, "Hey, I love this job. It's been the best job I've ever had because it's not a job." But he said, "Our family's made a decision. We're going to relocate to South Carolina to be with our kids and our grandkids." And uh, you know, I, I good thing I was sitting down because I would have fallen <laughs> over. Uh, But I'm so grateful for Pastor Jim. It was nearly a little over 11 and a half years ago on the heels of the Great Recession that Pastor Jim and his entire family came out to become our very first full-time reaching out director. And yes, what a gift God sent us in the Gallagher family. Prior to Pastor Jim coming, Our Reaching Out Food Ministry gave away about $2.5 million a year to roughly about 20,000 families. And soon after Jim's arrival, God made a big impact. In 2013, we gave out over $8 million worth of food to 31,000 families. And under Pastor Jim's leadership, God blessed us with new equipment such as forklifts, uh, new trucks expanded our capacity for storage with a new freezer and refrigerator to the tune of $750,000 worth of gifts. During his leadership, we expanded to serve needy families in 38 public schools. We delivered groceries to low-income workers at local businesses. And during the pandemic, we've made thousands of deliveries to seniors who were shut in. During his leadership, we connected with more companies and organizations such as Intel, Macy's, the 49ers Foundation, the Vietnamese real estate professionals group to help serve and support reaching out. And through his leadership, we were able to secure over $1 million worth of funds during the pandemic, through our partnership with Healing Grove to provide staffing and food during the pandemic. And in the first year of the pandemic, we were able to serve over 500,000 people with over $42 million worth of food. We never shut our doors. And this year, we have already served over 23,000 families with over $7.4 million worth of food. And in his spare time, Pastor Jim brought his youthful energy and childlike enthusiasm to revitalize our seniors' ministry here at Cathedral of Faith. And I would just want to say thank you, Pastor Jim, for not only loving uh, our Cathedral of Faith family, but how you loved our community. Pastor Jim was the, the hands and feet of Jesus, loving every person that came through reaching out. What a great example. Only God knows the lives that you have touched. Thank you. Come on, let's give God a standing ovation for what he's done and through the Gallagher family.
5: We love you, Jeff. Just remain standing. Wow, can we all just say thank you together? Let's all say it. Thank you. We're so grateful, Jim. And I want you to extend your hands. We're going to pray for Jim and Judy and the entire Gallagher family uh, because we believe God's not finished with Jim yet. Can you say reaching out East Coast? Hello. Who knows what God's going to do? Father, we thank you for Jim and for Judy and how they've served faithfully, the Cathedral of Faith family and this Bay Area community for 11 years, and we, Lord, we recognize that in one sense they're leaving, but in another sense they're being sent, that you're calling them to the East Coast, and we pray your blessing upon them. Bless everything that they set their hands to. God, make them a target of your favor in every way, and may you continue to do way above, more than we could ever ask, or imagine through Jim and Judy in the days ahead. Lord, for your kingdom and for your glory, we believe it, we declare it, and we speak blessing over their lives. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray, all God's people said Amen. amen and amen. God bless you, Jim and Judy. We love you. We love you. We love you. Amen. Wow. Well, you can be seated. Next week, I'll announce to you about who God has raised up uh, to step into the role as Reaching Out Director, but we're so grateful for Jim and for Judy and the generosity that they've shown. And, And speaking of generosity, here's Dr. Wayne out in the amphitheater to lead us
3: in generosity. Dr. Wayne. All right, thanks, Pastor Ken. And thank you, Jim and Judy, for your generosity and for your faithfulness. And I'd like to thank our cathedral family for your generosity and your faithfulness and using your time and talents to serve others and giving of your finances to make ministry happen. Thanks to all of you who are out there serving and blessing. I hope if you haven't found a place yet to jump in the river and serve that you'll find one soon. There are so many places and ways to do that. Our children's ministry will be in the lobby after service. If you'd like to help serve them, they'd love to have you join them. There are so many ways to be part. And one of the ways of being generous is what we do in this moment of bringing our tithes and offerings to the Lord. And there are many ways to do that as well. You can go online. You can go to our app. You can go to the website. You can text the number on the screen. Or any of you here or at home, you can write out a check and mail it to the church or drop by. The ushers will be here following service to receive those gifts so that you too can jump in that river of generosity and faithfulness. Well, I want to invite you to stand at this time. We're getting ready to worship the Lord. Pastor Vaughn, Irene, the worship team are going to come and lead us and declaring the goodness of God. But before we do, I want to take a moment on this Memorial Day to remember. After we worship in a minute, we're going to take communion, and it's a time to remember what Jesus did for us. But we also today remember people we've lost through the last years of COVID, people we lost through sacrifices of serving our nation, people we've lost in the last weeks and years through terrible circumstances. I just want to pray for us as we take this time to remember as we worship the Lord for His goodness and as remember what He has done. Lord Jesus, each one of us represent people that we know. People who have transitioned into Your presence in the last years. We've lost so many through COVID. We've lost so many through shootings and massacres. And we've lost so many who voluntarily laid down their lives and shed their blood for the freedoms we experience. Most of all, we're grateful that you laid down your life and shed your blood for us. And so, Lord, in this moment, we take an opportunity to remember the blessings you've given to us, the people who have blessed our lives that we've lost, the families who are grieving right now. Thank you that you are with us, you are for us. And we look forward to heaven when that Ancestry.com will be more than just people who have the same blood DNA, but people whose prayers and relationships and love and sacrifices provided for us. It's going to be an amazing reunion in that moment when we see all the connections and all the blessings we've received because of so many others. On this Memorial Day weekend, we remember your blessings that you've brought to us through others. But most of all, we remember the blessing of your goodness. You are good. You are good. And we thank you for that goodness. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's worship the Lord together.
0: We can never say it enough, Cathedral of Faith. God is good. And all the time. If you believe that, couldn't you put your hands together with us like this? Somebody just shout hallelujah in the sanctuary. Come on, let's make the sound of a victorious, mighty army.
1: You are my rock and my defense. You are my hope. My confidence you are my savior and
0: my friend So you are good you are good Let me hear you sing it come on thank you
5: As we come to the Lord's table, it really is a table of gratitude. In fact, the word Eucharist means thanksgiving. And we come to the table to express our thanksgiving to God and to receive from Jesus. You know, God is always present everywhere, but God said he's especially present when two or three are gathered together in my name. Can somebody say amen to that? And he's especially present as we come to the table in the bread and the cup. So Jesus, we thank you for your life. You were broken for us so that we can be made whole. And we eat today in faith with great thanksgiving for how you are making our lives whole and complete. Let's eat of the bread of Christ. And Jesus, thank you for giving your life on the cross because you gave your life we can receive life we celebrate life today that we've received from you eternal life meaningful life purpose in life energized life and as we drink today we drink in the life that you offer let's drink of the cup of Christ And now I invite everybody to say this prayer with me. It's the prayer Jesus taught us to pray. It's the most important prayer we'll ever learn to pray. Can we pray it together? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and forever. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, before you're seated, tell somebody we serve a good God. Go ahead. Amen. Again, thanks so much for being here today. Wherever you're at, uh, if you're in the building, if you're out in the amphitheater, in the parking lot, those who are watching online, thanks so much for joining with us today at Cathedral of Faith. It's just so great to see you. It really is. And what an honor. One of the ways God's been good to us is the friendships that he's brought into our lives. Uh, The people that have been such a blessing to the Cathedral of Faith, and we have one of those people today, you know, Pastor Anthony Liebenberg and I have been friends for almost 25 years now. Amen. We met 20, almost 25 years ago right in San Jose and something clicked. It was a spirit to spirit, heart to heart connection. And I've had the chance to go over to Cape Town where he pastors and then we've joined together in the work in Mozambique for 15 years. And you hear a little bit more about that but when I went to visit Cape Town and the church that he pastors there, it just has the same DNA as Cathedral of Faith. And we've had this connection all these years, and I love being around him, he inspires faith in me, he inspires vision in me, and he's got a great word today. Have you noticed that we've been standing a lot during service? Well, it goes right along with his message about standing strong. Would you give a great big welcome to Pastor Anthony Liebenberg, yeah.
0: I'm actually,
6: I'm quite blown away that I've invited back, because normally I only get invited twice to a church. The first time is to preach, the second time is to apologize. (laughs) Just kidding. Thank you, Pastor Ken, for, for trusting me, for having me here. Um, I just feel that I, I can help continue the journey that we've started on here, and I'm really excited. And also, I got to go back to TJ Maxx, and I got a new top for today. You like it? You like it? You don't like it? What? We don't have TJ Maxx in Cape Town, all right? Don't judge us. Who says we can't open the front? Anyway, so let's not think business now. Let's think... it's so good to be in the house of the Lord where two of you are gathered together Jesus said there I am in the midst and I love the fact that we get to partner with Jesus and this series breaking free is so important because because that's the heart of God you know the Bible says whom the son sets free shall be free indeed And, and when God frees us he unleashes the most incredible potential that he's put in us In other words, He he releases the real potential you. Everything that God has put in you becomes manifest in time. And so Jesus just asks us to be obedient in two ways. He says, walk with me and work with me. Just walk with me. Jesus said, follow me and I will make you. And so we want to be obedient to follow Him, but we also want to work with Him. And there's three words that describe, describe the early church. In the book of Acts, the first three words that describe the early church is simply this, they devoted themselves. How, how, how would you be described as a Christ follower? Well, let's pray that it's, I'm a fully devoted follower of Christ. I devote myself, I, I follow Jesus, I walk with Him, in other words, and I work with Him. Because I think that's the secret. We're going to talk about that today because I, want, I really believe God wants us to stand strong. Uh, Because standing strong, if you want to look at what it's not, we're going to look at what it is, but just there's two things I want to focus on, what it's not, because we can get that out of the way and not live in that part of the world. But standing strong is not static. You know, the word static, you might not know what the word means. The Cambridge English, pure version of English, says this, it's staying in one place without moving or not changing for a long time. Staying in one place without moving or not changing for a long time. Somebody once said there are three kinds of people. There are climbers who are always climbing to the next height, to the next summit, to the next potential opportunity. And then there are campers. Guys with their RVs, with their deck chairs, sitting out there and watching all the climbers coming past. Once they were climbers, they are professional climbers in theory or in history, but not in their present context. So they even have ice picks. Of their history. They, they can tell you stories of the past, but they are campers. They are climbers, potentially, being climbers, but not, they're not really climbing right now. Because you're only a climber if you climb. Does that make sense? You're only a runner if you run. You're only a walker if you... you get the point, right? But then the third kind of person is a quitter, the person who says, I give up, it's all over, and they walk away. But I'm really not speaking so much to quitters today, as so I'm speaking to campers and to climbers. Uh, because static. Remember we said last week that the devil's goal is not to drive you back, but to keep you where you are so that you're going to be stopped from going to where you need to be. Remember I said that last week? Yeah. Well, it reminds me of a story of, of a soldier Seeing that this was Memorial weekend, and I'm a, I'm a fellow soldier. My whole family was in the military, so we know all about military. And so there was a soldier standing on guard duty, and And he had a a long night, and he didn't sleep well. And so he was on guard at 2 o'clock in the morning. And he's supposed to stand strong to make sure he could protect. and He's serving to protect, right? And he's standing there, but unfortunately, he fell asleep. And so he was fast asleep, but he doesn't know why, but he woke up in the midst of his sleep, and he saw a shining pair of boots. And he knew that was the regimental sergeant major, or the staff sergeant, whatever your rank is over here. And, And he knew... That's the trainer. That's the guy. So he thought to himself, I'm in trouble. What do I do? And so he stands there and he goes, amen. (laughs) Some of you will get it tomorrow, next week. The point is this. We're not going to be a people that are standing and faking like we are actively engaging. That we can be trusted and dependent on that we're living the life that he's called us to live. We're not fakers. We are makers, right? Right? We are, we are being made by him, and we are making sure that we are walking with him, and that we are working with him, and we're going to look at that today. So the devil's goal is to keep you where you are, a camper, to, so that he can stop you from going to where you want you to be, and that's a climber. The second thing that's standing strong is not, it's not passive. Passive. It's not static. It's not passive. What does passive mean? The acceptance of what happens without active response or resistance. We're not doormats as believers. We're not meant to be smacked all over the place, just be loving and kind, turn the cheek. Uh, you know, We misinterpret that context. And so, well, I'm a believer, but I'm a passive believer. There's no such thing as passive resistance when it comes to the enemy. Imagine saying to the devil, I'm going to passively resist you. <laughs> the devil goes like, cool, it's party time. Well, in Africa, that's how the devil speaks. I know that language is a big thing because I'm going, tomorrow I'm flying to Texas, and I'll be arriving and they'll say to me, I was fixing to go to the mall, you're coming? i about you fixing what? <laughs> now I'm thinking of going to the mall, we want to go, you want to come to the mall, you know, you know that kind of stuff. So language is everything, but, but what I think we do is we understand that ex- passive is acceptance of what happens without, a, without an active response or resistance But God wants us to be a people that know how to resist, how to stand strong, how how to oppose the enemy, how to walk into the victory, how to live this life that He's called us to live. So let's look at what standing strong is. Can I give you a couple of things? Number one, standing strong is active. Everybody say active. You see, when you make a stand about something, it's not passive or static, it's very much active. And so we actively make a stand in the following areas. Subcategory number one, stand on His Word and His Promises. We've got to learn how to stand in His Word, and we've got to learn how to stand in His promises. I love what Luke chapter 8, verse 11 says, talking about the parable of the sower. It says, this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the Word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the Word from their hearts, because they are passive, so they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the Word with joy. There's something active happening here, Uh, but, but when they hear it, they have no root. There's no depth. They're shallow. They believe for a while, but they become campers. They climbed a little bit, now they're camping in the RV. And they're campers. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, trials, they fall away. The seed that fell amongst the thorns stands for those who hear, here, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. They do not fully become what they're meant to be. Well, Luke 8 verse 15 says this, but the seed, everybody say, but the seed, This is where you and I come in. That falls on good soil. How many of you are good soil out today? Three, four, five, it's a good start. On good soil stands for those with a noble and a good heart. Now, we could say that's enough. I've got a noble and I've got a good heart. I'm a noble then with a good heart. It's not enough. Being noble and having a good heart is just the start. What you need is you are noble with a good heart who hear the word. In other words, you are Listeners. But not only do we hear it, but we retain it. There's an activity here. We retain it. But you don't just retain it, you persevere. In other words, you mobilize what you hear. You mobilize in and through what you hear. And by persevering, then you produce a crop. Many of us just want to be nice people. No, kind. But that's not enough. That is just the basic requirement for a believer. You want to be a person that... That is not just noble and kind and a good heart, but you want, to hear what God, you want to actively hear what God says. You know, it's like the prophet who says, I'm going to stand on the rampart and see what the Lord will say to me. Imagine that, looking, seeing what he'll say to me, not hearing. He says, retain it and by persevering. Everybody say persevering. persevering. So you stand in his word and his promises, but maybe we should flip it around and say, let the word of God stand in you. Amen. Maybe we should be allowing the word of God to stand us because the word of God is active. The Word of God is sharp. The word, of God, the word of God brings conviction and deliverance and sets us free. One Word from God can change your life forever. The power of His Word. Let the Word of God stand in you. Number two, stand in His Word. Number two, stand in Christ. Now, you know this. Your you're guys are smart here. You, you, this is basic teaching, but I want to help us all today. Corinthians 1 verse 20 says, for no matter how many promises God has made, ha, no matter how many promises God has made, they are what? Yes, yes in Christ. Everybody say yes. yes. They are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen, by the way, the word amen means so be it. So be it, God. Isn't that a great way to say amen? So when you amen somebody, you say, yeah, that's it. So let it be. Let it be. Don't make me sing. You'll all cry. It says, they are yes in Christ, and through him the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. Now when you are in Christ, you're anointed. By the way, you know that you need the anointing, don't you? It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. If you want to break free, if you want to live out this full potential of God in your life, then you need to be anointed, because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's the anointing that breaks you out of bondage and addictions and slavery into a free world of liberty. So you need the anointing. That's why Jesus said to the disciples, don't you even leave Jerusalem until you're anointed by the Holy Spirit, until you're filled. Remember when he sent them out two by two? He breathed the Holy Spirit on them. So we need the anointing. But when you're in Christ, you're anointed. Not only anointed, but you have a seal of ownership. Who do you belong to? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? God is my daddy. Who's real daddy? Daddy's my daddy. My heavenly father is my daddy. Set his seal of ownership on us. Put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Oh, we have guarantees, people. The world can't guarantee you anything. Some people are thinking, I'm not going to buy a house now because I told that the house market is going to collapse and everything's going to collapse. So, uh, so fear drives the economy of this world. But we don't live in fear, we live according to faith, which you'll see in a minute. So in your relationship with Him, in a true sense, He is standing in you. So we don't want to just stand in Christ, but actually Christ stands in us. What is Ephesians 3 all about? It's all about the Spirit of God. Listen to what it says here in Ephesians 3 verse 16. It talks about the Spirit of God working in us. So it's about we standing in the Word. Now, the Word of God needs to stand in us. The seed needs to fall into our lives. And then it's, we are in Christ, but actually Christ is in us. Look what it says in Ephesians 3 16. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit. Where? In your inner being. Christ in me. 2 Corinthians 5 or 17. If anyone is in Christ, you see that we're in him, he's in us. You know, it works both ways. He is a new creation. The oldest passed away, and behold, the new has come. So, does that help you? Number one, what's number one? Stand in his word. Number two, stand in Christ. Number three, Stand in faith. You cannot underestimate the power and the importance of faith. Now listen to what this, this, this says here. It says, we prove God by showing active faith, which puts into flight all adverse appearances. So that last part can only happen when we prove God. Remember it says in Revelation, overcome by the blood of the Lamb, which is the work of Calvary, the work of the cross. Of the cross It's the work of Christ. It's what Jesus done. They overcome by the wo- blood of the Lamb and the word of their Testimony. The testimony is you proving God by faith all that He has for your life. It's you walking, working with God, and you're proving God, you're trusting Him in faith because you don't need faith for what you can do, you need faith for what you cannot do. So, when last have you done something you cannot do? The Bible says that the the, the faith life is an impossible life to live. In a human form, a human nature, it's impossible to live the supernatural life that God's called us to live. We are supernatural, listen, we are. Spirit-endowed, spirit enthused, Spirit-filled people living a supernatural life in a natural world. And what God's got you to do, the works that He has for you, this imaginary more you could ever think, dream, or imagine, is impossible for you to do by yourself. You need the Spirit of God, the power of God, and you need faith to exercise faith. Faith is a substance, Hebrews 11, faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. That's why we said the other day, faith is spelled R-I-S-K, risk. <laughs> You've got to step out of the boat. You see, it was only Peter who got out. It was only Peter who dreamed and believed. You've you got to be the person that says, God, I believe you. Jesus said, let's go to the other side. And so there's a storm. It doesn't matter what the storm says, what Jesus says is what stands in mind. That's the seed in my life and in my heart. That's what's maturing, is the promise is maturing. And I exercise faith to the promise that he has given me. I apply faith to what he has for me. So faith, it says in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 24, not that we lord over your, fa- over your faith, but we work with you for your joy because it is by faith that you stand firm. Say with me, it is by faith that I stand firm. So you need faith. You need to exercise faith. Uh, you see, James, Remember, time, it's another, another story, but James talks about faith and works. You, know, you say, well, I have faith, but you don't have works. In other words, you're not seeing the fruit of your faith. Well, then that, it doesn't count. And you can say, well, I have a lot of works, but I've got no faith. It doesn't make sense. To do the works that God's called us to do, you need His faith. And that's why it says that God has put faith in our hearts. And, of course, that's why we need to be in the Word, and the Word needs to be in us, because, because Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So we want faith to grow, well, or grow, faith grows when we exercise it, practice it, make sure the Word of God is speaking into it, because we act out in faith on His Word, not on our presumptions. Amen. Number four, quickly, my time is running out, and I want to get invited back again next year. Number four, we need to stand in your sowing. This is so important. You've got to stand in your sowing. Galatians 6, verse 7 to 9. In fact, I'll first tell you what the Phillips translation says. The Phillips translation says, "The harvest of a whole God will not be mocked. The harvest of, of a whole man's life is determined by what he sows. Listen to what the NIV says. It says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Does the reaping go before the sowing? No, the sowing goes before the reaping. And it says, whoever sows to please his flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary campers on our RVs and our deck chairs and our easy streets, been doing good, but at the proper time. Can anybody say proper time? You know why? Because God's saying there's a harvest for your life waiting for you. But in the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up, which means that if you give up, doesn't matter what you've done in the past, it's not going to be fruitful. We can't just live on past experiences. It's got to do with present seed. Because the truth is, it says in Ecclesiastes 11, verse 4 whoever watches the wind will not plant, whoever looks to the clouds will not reap. In other words, you can't be passive or static. Whatever you are sowing to it, let me say this everybody in this auditorium, in the amphitheater, online, and in the car park, and uh, in the boatyard, and in the garage, Where, where else? Okay. Everybody is a sower. You, sir, are a sower. You, ma'am, are a sower. Everybody sows. You either sow to the flesh or you sow to the spirit. No one is excluded out of this equation. So even if, you, even if you're saying, well, I'm passive, listen, you're still sowing to that. So in other words, your to today is your from tomorrow. Can I say that again? Many of you are believing for new things tomorrow, but you're doing nothing about it today. You want to change family life. You want, to, you want your children to be different. You want your marriage to be strong. You want your business to be strong. But the things you're doing today are not doing anything to ensure the change of tomorrow. You're, you know, it's like the guy who says, I want a wife who's... Who, who's Proverbs said he was, she does all the cooking, she does all the cleaning, she does all the housework, she goes and works in the fields, she, in other words, I sit at the, at the gate of, of the walls of the, of the city, which is fantastic, Cape Town, looking at the mountains, I don't have to work, no, you, you, you're saying, I want that kind of woman, but the kind of person you are will never get you any other kind of woman, because he, he has a saying, are you the person that you are looking for is looking for? That's not my own saying, it's some other friend, Andy Stanley. Are you the person that you are looking for, is looking for? We want so much from God, but we're not the person. We want so much fruit out of heaven. We want the kingdom of God, everything that God is, but we're not the person. In other words, we don't walk with Him and we don't work with Him. And that has to change. And then number five, you need to learn to stand in your worship. Don't underestimate the power of worship. How many of you know, you came in here maybe a little bit down, a little bit struggling, and we began to worship. Didn't you feel the lift? Didn't you feel just everything just began to lift? I just, I just felt so moved when Vaughn was leading us in that song. I was moved to tears. It's like, yes, yes, Lord. You are the lifter of my head. To praise you, to worship you. Listen to what it says here in 2 Chronicles 20. It says, and he said, listen, all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat. This says the Lord to you. Do not be afraid. Come, everybody say, do not be afraid? He says, do not be discouraged or dismayed at this great horde. I mean, horde. For the battle is not yours. The battle is not yours. It's? It's not yours. Whose battle is it? It's God's. Work with me, walk with me. It's not yours, it's God's. Tomorrow go down against them, behold, they will come up from the ascent of Ziz, and you'll find them at the end of the valley east of the wilderness of Jeril, and you will not need to fight in this battle. Stand firm, hold your position. You see what you've got to do? It's not passive, and it's not static. I'm standing, but I'm alive, I'm awake, I'm watching, I'm hearing, I'm listening, I'm ready to defend, I'm ready to move, I'm ready to do whatever God wants me to do. And see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf, of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, and the Lord will be with you. Then had bowed his head with all his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. We almost forget this last part. It's the most important part. And it says, they fell down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. You see, even falling down is not passive or static. How do you worship on the floor? I I don't know. But they just prostrated it themselves before God and say, God, you're awesome, you're majestic, you're glorious, God, Lord, unless you come through, nothing is going to happen, unless you break us free, Lord, unless you bring the victory, it's never going to happen, you see, there are commands in scripture that are repeated many times, and the call to stand firm is one of those commands, it appears all throughout the Bible, I haven't got time, but um, let me just greet you a couple of powerful scriptures about how standing firm is so different in the Bible compared to being passive and static, Ephesians 6 verse 11 says, put on, Activation. Put on the armor of God so that you'll be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians 6 verse 13, therefore put on the full armor of God so when the day of evil comes, you'll be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, 1 Peter 5, 9, but resist him. Firm in your faith, knowing that the same experience of suffering will be accomplished by your brethren or in the world. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 58, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding, In the work of the Lord. Philippians, he says, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. So when I I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear that you are standing firm. How? In one spirit, with one mind, striving together, what? For the faith of the gospel. We're in this together, people. So what is required? Paul says in 1 Corinthians 16, be on the alert. Stand firm in the faith. And I love this translation, act like men. In other words, Paul says, grow up. Stand up, man up. Christians aren't wimpies. You might not even know what that means. And he says here, act like men, be strong. But I want to say this, our strength is not in ourselves. He says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Philippians 4 verse 1 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren whom I long to see, my joy and crown, in this way, stand firm in the Lord, my beloved. I haven't got time, but go and look at chapter 3 by yourself, Philippians 3. It tells you why you need to stand strong, gives you the, the, the reason for it i close with this thought. Let's skip right to the end. Matthew 11, I love the message translation. It says this. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burnt out on religion? Come to me. Don't Watch this. Get away with me. And you'll recover your life. Oh my goodness. I'll show you how to take a real rest. And then here it is. Walk with me and work with me. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy on you. Are you catching that? I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. I said that I grew up in a military home my whole life, my, my, my school life and as a child. I've got wonderful memories, but I've got horrible memories too. Growing up in a family and father was an alcoholic. My sister left school from a young age, fell pregnant. My, my brothers went to the war at the age of 16, both of them. My dad was always away in, in war, 20 odd years, be gone for a m- long time of the year. And we were a strong family. We were all fighters. We were all champions in our, in our disciplines. But we were weak as a family, broken. And in 1983, within six weeks, my whole family got rescued. And Jesus comes. He says, you're working so hard for nothing. You're so broken, so weak. Come, walk with me. Work with me. I will show you the unforced rhythms of grace. And I'm so grateful. Since 1983, it's, it's always and it will always be true that His promises are yay and amen, tried and tested. And then He still says, test me, try me, walk with me. In fact, Revelations, as we close, in Revelations 3, verse 20, it says, Behold, I stand at the door of your heart to knock. This blows my mind that God actually says this to us. I stand at the door of your heart to knock. If any man hears my voice and opens up, he said, I'll come in. God is asking for permission to come into my life, into my world, into my screwed up life, my broken, dark life, my weak life. And he wants to be my friend. He wants to come in. He wants to love me. He wants to forgive me. He wants to give me a new start. He wants to show me how to do things. I mean, who does that? That's my Savior. That's my Jesus. And that's what he wants for you. Just to walk with him and work with him. Would you bow your for a moment? I don't know where you are, but I do know where God knows. Because he's coming to knock at the door of your life and your heart. And he's asking if you will open up. He wants to come in. We know that Jesus died on that cross for our sins. You know that he paid the price. There's nothing you can do to earn God's forgiveness. What you can do is to surrender. Put your faith in him, your confidence in him, your trust in him. Believe what He says about you. Open up the door of your heart. Invite Him in. I'm going to pray a prayer, and you can do just that. You can open up the door of your heart. If you're far from God, you become a camper. Once you were a climber, some of you might be quitters, but you can turn around. The two men on the road to Emmaus, they were walking away from Jerusalem, and Jesus met them while they were quitting, and He helped them to turn around. Today, Jesus will help you to turn around. Jesus will help you get off the, the deck chair, of life pray this prayer in your heart dear God thank you for speaking to me thank you for reaching out to me thank you for loving me I surrender today I open up my heart and I invite you to come in this rotten sinner who needs a savior I thank you that you love me and that you've come to me to save me God, I want to be saved. I want to be changed. I want to walk with you. And I want to work with you in Jesus' name. Let's give him some praise today. Should we do that?
5: Amen. 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 Would you let Pastor Anthony know how much you appreciate that word? What a powerful word. Yeah, what a powerful word. Even as you're standing, sense that this week you're standing strong, standing firm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Everybody stand with me. Just a couple of quick things before we dismiss you. I mean, last week you talked about how people can get involved in Mozambique by sponsoring children. I know my wife and I, every year we we choose two or three children that we want to we want to sponsor them, and uh, people, if they'd like to sponsor children today, you know, they can, well, they can get a card back at the kiosk in the back. There's also out at the coffee shop or over here in the amphitheater. Anything else you want to add to that, Anthony?
6: I just want to say that through Cathedral of Faith, we have bought land for Children's Village, 10 acres of land. We built a clinic for the children. We have built two classrooms. In fact, we're now building another two classrooms finished. We've built two homes. We've built a guardhouse. And we have continued through the sponsorships, being able to sponsor hundreds of children. And in fact, over the years, thousands of children over the last 20 years or 50 years with Cathedral. And you guys have been, just by one sponsorship, the difference it makes is huge, absolutely huge. And all I can say from on behalf of all of Life Child and Life Church, thank you. Thank you for your generosity and your kindness. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much, Cathedral, for what you've been
5: doing, for what you continue to do. And I encourage you to go by, find out how you can be a part of helping a child's life. Well, that child can go after the dream that God has for them. Again, thanks so much for being here today. God is good. And all the time. And I'm standing strong. Stand strong. Say that with me. Stand strong. Let me speak God's blessing over you as you go. Next week, I continue the series Breaking Free. I've already got my message written, so I can't wait to share it with you. And as we continue this journey, this summer is going to be amazing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you. And give you his peace. And may the Lord's countenance turn towards you. And I pray this in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, Amen. God bless you as you go, Cathedral. Have an awesome, awesome day.